Hi, um, it's Audrey again, Floyd's wife. Andy, I thought I told you I asked you to cut the shit out. It is so weird. You just keep posting pictures of you guys kissing. It's fucking weird. Like, please just stop. I mean, you know, next time you're in town, like, don't make it weird. Like, I mean, if you want to do something, the three of us, like, we can talk about that, but... When you just post pictures of my husband and you're kissing him on stage, it, 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 it's weird. Please stop. I've been around a lot of women before, and I know what I need. When I make love, I need it to be like it was. In the 70s Whoa, big old hair in vagina Pubic hair in my teeth Whoa, big old hair in vagina Like old times' sake. Hell yeah, we're back, baby. Like, like a old tricycle, like a like a riding a bike. This feels like the old days where we were just sitting in some room on last fall. You know, <laughs> we we're just in some hotel gazing in some random city. Although it's not a random city today, is it? Nope, it's your hometown. Hell yeah, Andy Frasco's World Saving Podcast. I'm Andy Frasco. How's our heads? How's our minds? How's my best friend? Nicholas? Okay, things have been rough lately. What? My body's falling apart. My horn's broken. You broke it's your November, horn. my least favorite month of the year. Why? Oh, it's the worst month for gigs if you're a sideband. You didn't know oh, that. Oh, really? It's a thing, yeah. But I'm pre- I was prepared for that. It's you just boring. You know? Damn, you had to buy new sacks, too, <laughs> yes. before this Nest November. Neck, right oh, into the God. no gig November. Uber better give you money for this neck Lift. injury. I'm gonna, yeah, I, gotta, I lawyered up for that. Yeah. 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 I, I don't want to discuss it. You know, it's an ongoing case. I get it. But I want you, if, if you don't get gold, gold, Chains. Listen, I want you blinged out after this lawsuit. I spent it all. <laughs> I just have another sack neck on the Let's chain. Let's go, Nick. Sack neck on the chain. <laughs> Make that money, Nick. I have to get an injection in my lower back. Why? Steroid injection. I have a uh, couple bulging discs and some stenosis. How did it like all of a sudden get worse? It didn't. They just didn't realize. What, what my uh, PT told me is that I was being too humble about my pain, and they thought I wasn't in bad as pain as I was. And it wasn't getting better, so they sent me in for an MRI finally. And then, so it had been like this the whole time. I was just being a badass. <laughs> I'll clap for that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she literally said, like, you're being too humble about your pain. We know you're in more pain than you're letting on. I was like... Wow. It's a pretty good metaphor for my entire life. I just like when I think about that, <laughs> I just think about the dollar signs. Just <laughs> I know. Oh, so many jokes, which just not good timing for those. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why'd you fly out here, Nick? Uh, I wanted to hang out with my buddy in my hometown. I got a couple gigs hanging out with my I'm hanging out with my Jewish friend, and then the other days I'm hanging out with my black friends, actually. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to get Susie to come out tonight, but my friend Lede's coming out. You remember her? Mm-mm. Um, she, she coming through. You didn't miss me, huh? We yeah. haven't talked that much this tour. We do that. We well, do that. we just did the whole Europe thing. Yeah, we did. And that was like a lot. It was. And then, you of know, you guys, then you get back here and everything's fun and awesome. And you guys are selling tons of tickets <laughs> and Ernie's back and... <laughs> Sell out. I sell love out, that. Sell I, out, I love that you showed up when the shows were kind of shit. Sell out. Sell out. Sell out. Sell out. 
A lot of shows, a lot of sold out. Well, I'm shows. happy for you though. Thanks, buddy. Yes. <laughs> hey, I was thinking. I was thinking. Um, what if I started dressing like Hillary Clinton? Like what? Like a, a like full blazer, blue pantsuit, all that. Like here's the thing with that. I was, I was thinking how how can I shake things up a little bit? And I just want to get off Judaism for a little bit. And um, <laughs> here's the thing: no one can fuck with you. First of all, we kind of have the same body. Second of all, yeah. what you and Hillary Clinton? <laughs> But what, no one could really fuck with you if you're wearing a Hillary Clinton pantsuit because those things are too grand. I looked it up. Really? She's flossing, bro. Hold on, she. Hold on, you could. She has her own like. She pant- has like a designer that makes her shit, dude. She's really. I mean, you know, she's swagged out. Damn. So you'd rock the whole blue blazer, the whole nine. You'd be surprised how much devastating the island of Haiti pays. Would you get the bobbit or like the haircut she has too? Maybe a wig of that would be hilarious. That should be Hillary Clinton for Halloween next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <sighs> That's fun. This is a fun thought I had in the plane over that I want to get on the podcast with people. <laughs> a lot of thoughts lately. I've been thinking a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. You've been eating the dialed in gummies? Oh yeah, baby. I'm yeah. actually out right now because I ate them all. <laughs> I talked to Keith. We're doing a world saving batch. Yep. We're doing dialed in gummies. Drum roll, please. Andy Frasca's World Saving Podcast and Dialed In Gummies are going to be doing a collab. We're calling it the World Saving Batch. Perfect. It's going to be, I think it's going to be done in December, around Christmas Hope time. Not in time for your Ogden show? Uh, we tried to get it in time it's for the tough. Ogden show, That's but fine. I'll be home for like three months, so I'll I'm home for three up. months, bro. Holy shit, we're going to get a lot done. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We're changing the format, too. We're not doing as many interviews. We're going to do like, I don't want to talk about now. All right, well, we'll yeah. let them... We're going to be cooking, me and you, a lot, buddy. Yeah, that's what people really want to hear anyway. It's, it's good. Unless people we can are... get, like, you know, a major guest, you know what I mean? But that's enough bluegrass people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the show today, by the way? <laughs> Trample by Turtles. Dave from Trample by Turtles. You're such a fucking asshole. Someone gave me a shit about I just only did that because somebody, I got a few messages to me like, Same what's your what? problem with bluegrass? I'm like, eh, they don't hire sax players. So I can... <laughs> Trampled by Turtles on the show. Dave, he's a great guy. I had a great conversation with him. He, they actually showed up to my show in Burlington. They were in Burlington. Is that where they're from? Played. Yeah. Oh. And um, so, shout, thanks for coming out, boys. Oh, yeah. Did they sit in? No, Mike Gordon came out to the show. I saw that. He, he didn't sit in. No. He didn't. I don't think he fucked with us. I thought, I, you know, it's like... That's not his, like... Yeah. He's a, like an acerbic sort of nerdy kind of guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty nerdy. He's um, a quirky dude. But he has been texting Little Stranger a lot, Ooh. which is making me a little gel gel. Why? A little jealous. He likes white guy rapping reggae guys or something, but he doesn't like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop. You can't be rolling in here with heat. They you rap? Be, they rap. Are they white? They're white. Is it reggae influenced? They don't like to say that. Influenced? I didn't say it's reggae, but there's reggae in there. What do you... What's it, so Mike Gordon... I didn't say it's bad. I'm just describing what it is. But does why does Mike he like Gordon that? rap? No. <laughs> Plays bass and... What's his side project sound like? I don't, I've never seen it, actually. It's like probably like a rock band or something. He did have really fancy shoes on and I got jealous. But he it, Dude, fish guys are fucking rich. Oh yeah, they're loaded. Check their network. It's gotta be. I bet they're pushing hundred mil at this point. hundred mil. I could Every see. Every time that. they leave the house, it's fucking two million dollars in ticket sales. He's he said he's they always say like he's always just watching bands at higher ground. Yeah, I think he might be invested in that venue in some level or something. Or I don't know. They asked me to get him on the guest list. 
<laughs> oh, maybe not then. <laughs> Mike Gordon needs to be on the guest list and Bernie Vermont. He can't just walk in like Kanye. Like He probably could, but that's nice of him to say, hey, No, Kenny. that is cool, yeah. And then what was nice of him, he's like, hey, do you mind if Mike comes like an hour early so he could get to know everybody? That's that was, actually cool. That's that was hell. cool. I yeah. thought he'd be way different. I thought it'd be more like rock starry. But like no. we, we had to, we had a stare down in the in the stairway and we stared down. I'm like, yo, Mike, what's up? I'm Frasco. Oh, you're like, oh, what's up, man? What's up? And then um just didn't talk to me. <laughs> to that. No, he's a super I think he's a really quiet guy in general. Yeah. I honestly don't know that much about him. I, no, he's quiet. I said, we learned Loving Cup if you want to cover Loving Cup. He's like, he's like, I'll watch the show and see if how we do. And but there's uh, no way he doesn't like your band because of the gimmicks because Fish does all kinds of like... No, he loved it. He was yeah. like, he was smiling. I, was I saw say. that. But I would love for him to sit in and get the, he's you so know, good at bass. the fish bump, but hey. The fish bump. You're going to have to settle for the Gerlock bump. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, probably, I wonder if he's like jealous of Trey being in Goose now. Do you think? Do you think there's vibe? Do you think there's like no. jealous vibes of that? I don't think so at all. I think he's like hell yeah. I get do the weekend off, Mike, and I still have ninety million dollars. I don't have to do. Do you think Mike gets a little jelly that no. um, Trey like sells out these huge fucking like no. big arenas? I don't think so. Solo and he's is he does he tour no, with his band? He tours, but it's like they'll play like a thousand cap rooms, yeah. you know. But like the thing with that is like I don't think so because that's part of the reason Fish is so successful too is because of Trey being like that. You I was know thinking I mean? about that because Sean's about to release. He's in a new band, Sean Tongue Hammer. Tongue Hammer. That's a cool name. Yeah, I like that name. Jeff Frank is in it. I saw they got a single out. It came out Friday, so go go check it out. Oh, I was yeah. thinking about that. I'm like, am I jealous that Sean is in a different band? Well, this one's you know it's new. There's always something with a you know yeah. new, new pussy. You know what I mean? So that's true. Yeah, that's true. So shout out. Go listen to Tongue Hammer. You get jealous. It's, you got jealous that I did a barstool pod last week. I did. And I like, did you fucker. I was like, you know that this is good for our podcast. <laughs> you know, that's like kind of the fucking point, right? <laughs> to me, go on there and be the funniest guy and the most interesting, and then everybody, all their fans come over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I talk shit immediately when I went on. Uh, falls over, dude. Is We're it? almost done with this tour. This are tour has been winner? amazing. I'm just so tired. Seems like from my point of view online, you guys were crushing it. Oh, it's destroying. Okay. Money wise is good. We're selling the most That's merch the most we've ever thing. sold. Okay, that helps me determine my invoice for sitting in the night. Hey, yeah, um, shut the f- no, 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 no. Hey, hey, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> I'm not. No, we're broke. We're broke. We're broke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but dialed in gummies. I we've been eating them on the road. I'm back in America, so it's been nice to eat the dialed yeah. in gummies. Go grab if you're in the Colorado area. Go grab you some. Some also, if you're coming, planning on going to the Ogden show of ours, December second, December second. Um, and you want to try to win tickets. What? We have this thing where I have a flat, you know, like those athletes have those life-size posters. Oh, the, uh, what are those called again? They go right flat on the heads? wall. Yeah. Fat heads. Fat heads. Well, um, if you take a picture, I, there's a, yeah, it says Andy Frasco smokes mids with me. Where is it? In native roots. The one downtown? <laughs> the one near my house. Okay. On six. Damn, that's funny. Take a picture with it. Go to Native Roots. Take a picture with it, and you will get in the auction or the what? What is it? Auction? They're just gonna drawing, a drawing raffle to whatever. get you free tickets backstage, and you could smoke some mids. Backstage? With me. Yeah, to smoke one joint. You're not hanging out there all day, okay? Yeah, people? I'll stand there and I'll watch Listen, you smoke it. You're not I'll... gonna hang out there all day. We're not. Right. We we can't have that happen. But I'll stand there, watch you guys smoke it. As soon as it's out, I'll escort them upstairs. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Enjoy the show, man. So grab a ticket to the August. I mean, we're already, we're almost, we're at like a thousand, eleven hundred tickets. Oh, that's pretty much a sellout there. 
1500 so we need to yeah we but 1500 in that room is a shit show also uh, ogden walks up harder than any venue in denver sick I'm so stoked. get your things pre-sale or you will probably not be able to get in yeah the tour's been crushing but um speaking of that you could buy your dialed in gummies at native roots you could buy your dialed in gummies if they're not sold out because they are that good yeah they are that good and they have homogenized yeah they're homogenized what else um, homogenized. What does that mean again, Andy? It means that there's a perfect amount in every little yep, cube. Even amount. I told even. you about this. Spread evenly. I told you about the Russian roulette we did. Dude, I where, can't believe you guys did oh that. Oh my god, we did. We did this Russian roulette on our day off with Little Stranger, where they they had five gummies, and they all looked the same, but one of them is a fifty. These so weren't dialed in, right? They, they weren't. No, but um, shout out to Edibles. This, Just because I don't want people to think they can buy a fifty milligram dialed right. in. So there's four tens and one sixty. It sounds like a a car audio system. So we all took <laughs> it, and of course I got the sixty. And so I, funny. I ne- oh my god, I I felt a- like my soul was lifting out of my body, bro. It's amazing, right? Did you have any panic attacks? I didn't, but I was like really close, and the guys like, bro, you guys, you look green, green. I was looking green, like I was like scared that I was gonna like. Did you sleep like a baby? Slept for fifteen hours. <laughs> So shout out to that. <laughs> oh my god! Damn, but I hate that feeling because the next day in Cincinnati, I was fucking high the whole day, and I was just like, yeah, sleepy, and I felt like I gave him like a really like you know limp dick show. You I did. Was, just where, felt where was like I was not there, uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. But we we took him in Pittsburgh. Okay, on your day off. Yeah. So that was tight. Wow. Um, I, heard, I saw you sold out Pittsburgh. I sold out Pittsburgh. Spirit Hall, same place we played Spirit last year. Hall. We got to find a bigger event. A lot of these venues, like we sold out, out Rochester. That was a thousand cap. That's not where we played last time, is it? No, we played no. a different room in Rochester, but this was bigger. Did and you then, do Buffalo? I uh, know, but we're doing New Year's Eve. That's already announced. But you know who I met in Buffalo in Rochester? You know the famous guy who had the perfect. He he jumped through the table, but it was just like perfectly. Oh, I remember clean. I, put, I put that on our podcast. Remember, I yeah, met yeah, yeah. Pat. That's his name. He, he showed up to our wh- show. How did you find out it was him? Like little you- strangers are their homies. What? Yes. Remember he got perfectly. Remember I brought that video. In yeah. And he got perfectly horizontal. Speaking of Buffalo, did you see that they're playing the Browns on Sunday? Did you see the weather report? Three inches of snow no, or three feet. feet to six feet maybe in Buffalo. I'm Dude, so, and they're going to play if that happens. I'm so excited we're done with this East Coast tour. I hope they get six feet of snow because Nick Chubb, the Browns running back, is 5'11". Really? Like Keno back in the day going oh. through a snow plow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking amazing. Deep Eddie? You've been drinking, I hear. I like to what, drink. I've been what? drinking some Deep Eddie lately, actually. Well, tell me about That's it. That's so funny you told me that they're, they're kind of, they're jumping on board, huh? Yeah, you know, because I'm a whiskey guy. I know, but the, what's weird is I already, it already is my favorite vodka to drink on earth. Really? So tell me about Here's it. What's my, so good about deep, why I should okay. drink vodka? Now, you should never drink flavored vodka outside of Deep Eddie, in my opinion. Okay. And this is all stuff, I barely looked at that, okay? This is all an opinion I've held since Jazz Night on Tuesdays in Indy. Okay. Because... The flavoring in Deep Eddy, it's more like, you know when you get infused water from somewhere and there's like a couple of cucumbers in the bottom of it or yeah. some strawberries? It's like, that's how they do it. So they don't put this oh, sugary mix. That's why I don't get hangovers when I drink that that's stuff. That's exactly what I was going to say next. Because what you really get a hang... Oh, well, not completely. A bigger the a big reason you get hungover is because of the sugar and alcohol. Yes. That's also why you wake up three hours after you've been asleep when you've been drinking because the sugar gets processed finally oh, and it wakes you up. Wow, I didn't Whiskey think about that. Whiskey has a lot of that. sugar in it, actually. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, why. Yeah. 
when I really have a really big whiskey night, I wake up hella. Yeah, like in early. the middle of your sleep, and you sometimes can't get back to sleep, right? Yeah, it's sugary. That's the sugar coming back. It's finally been your body finally processed it. Why so, do I know this? I don't know. Second of all, do you have it, diabetes? No, it oh. tastes better than what other flavored vodkas because yeah. it's like it's not so aggressive. It's like it's like yeah. cane sugar, not. It's all natural stuff, you know. What well, I mean? this is exciting. Uh, maybe the here's the, here's the deep eddy drink I recommend. Get the deep eddy lemon flavor. They also have unflavored vodka too, if you want that. Get the get the lemon flavor. Get yourself okay. a little glass with some ice in it. Just pour some l- lemon deep eddy and some water. That's it. Not sparkling water. Just a little water, just to you know, spread it out a little more. And it's oh, so dilute the lemon. Just a little to bit? dilute the vodka a little. You don't want to just drink straight vodka. You know what I mean? But. Wow. That's my favorite deep eddy drink right there. They call it the Nick well, Gerlock at the Mousetrap. How about next week when I get home, we'll have a little tasting test. Okay. Hopefully there still are, are they want, they're, they're, they're putting their feet in wet. Uh, they're the based in Austin, Frasco business. They want to know what's up. There are people want on board this money train, baby. <laughs> Let's go. The money train back to LA. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, yeah. No, I just, I'm so happy that they're getting involved because I actually genuinely like the product. Well, you got to kind of convert me because convert Jameson you. hasn't done shit for us. I think that you should just take Jameson off the stage and put Deep Eddie up there. What other reason do you need? <laughs> Jameson's played I think, out. I think vodka is probably better for you. Probably has less carbs and sugar yeah. and, you know. Mm. Plus the Russians I just got to get through this tour. You have a couple just, more days. I got two more days and then we got two more Thanksgiving weeks. break. Are you going home for Thanksgiving? I'm going home for a week. And see mama? I'm seeing mama. And then I'm taking... <laughs> Mommy. Jill wants to go to Universal Studios because she likes Harry Potter. Hey. I don't get, what's the fascination with fucking Harry Potter? I don't know. I'm 40. Like I, <laughs> I didn't... I mean... Uh, to be fair, they're less weird than Disney adults. <laughs> At least she didn't want to go to Disneyland and get the Mickey Mouse ears and fucking... Like Andy Ava loves Disneyland. Really? Dreams. Chase your dreams. Are you going to do Middle Class Mogul? Um, for the album name? That's pretty good. I like it. You I are like a middle it. class mogul. Yeah, I gotta. We're gonna see who uh, who who signs us. We oh got, yeah, you're still doing that, huh? I fucking hate that dance, dude. Yeah. I hate the record label dance. Like just waiting for them to. Like, Especially when like they just maybe they we'll come to, to watch you play live. I'm like, maybe you should just mm-hmm. fucking sign us already. Maybe and stop we'll, fucking yeah. dancing around it. Shut up. You went to. I know you're cool. I know you're acting cool, okay. but fucking sign us. Who's selling records? You know. But I got a fan base. You got to do have a fan base. One record label declined us. They're like, um. Why? They came to our show. You're like, yeah, your music. I love your music, but your show is a little too crazy. I mean, at least they were honest and came. Yeah. You know? So shout out for saying no and being honest. <laughs> but at least they actually came. The other record labels. You know who you are. Put your money where your mouth yeah. is. I'm a worker. I'm a hard worker. Yeah. All right. We're done. Yeah. Um, you got any um, motivation for the people this week? Uh, it's Thanksgiving. I don't think you need to be motivated. Go get something turkey and just eat some stuffing and, you know, oh, yeah. try not to get in a fight with your uncle. Oh, yeah. Do. So next week we'll just do me and you. Here's my motivation. Okay, here we Here's go. my motivation. What do you got? I want you to pick the person at Thanksgiving dinner that you disagree with most politically and then just rile them up until they leave. <laughs> I want you to get in on your great, get those boomers out of there. You know what I mean? <laughs> rile up your boomer relatives yeah. for Thanksgiving. Rile them up. If you need some talking points, DM me on Instagram. I'll give you some stuff to bring up. Let them know about that big old red wave that happened. Yeah. Ooh, more like the red stream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. All right. Have a great day. Talk. Um, enjoy Dave. I'll, um, I'll introduce him after this tail end. But thanks for being here, buddy. I'm a little tired. Am I sitting in tonight? Yeah, please. You got that kind of money? or? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're done. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
next up on the interview hour, we have Dave Simonet. I think that's how you say his last name. From Trampled by Turtles. Yes, I, I had a great conversation with him. I really do love his band because it really reminds me of, like, he's got metal and, like, emo and pop punk influences in his music, but they, they're like a folk bluegrass band. They got a new album called Red Tail. Um, it was produced by Jeff Tweedy from Wilco, which is exciting. We talked a little bit about him recording with Tweedy and stuff. Hey, um, Chris, play a little Dave, uh, play a little Tramp by Turtles uh, new record while, while I'm talking about him. I really enjoyed talking to him. We talked about his, uh, you know, they broke up. They had a hiatus. We got we got down to the nitty gritty about that and how it feels to be back on the road and getting it going. So, ladies and gentlemen, next up on the interview hour, please welcome Dave from Trampled by Turtles. Burn it to the ground, make the beds up, go to work, fall to pieces. Have you heard? Barely breaking, full of nerve. Let's get out of town. Oh, it's straining, change the pace They see visions, hide your face Don't let go, don't let go What's up, Dave? Andy, how you doing? What's going on? How's life? <clears throat> uh, life is good, man. I, I'm kind of in between shows here at home and getting ready to put out a new record, which I'm pretty excited about. After, so lots of fun stuff happening. After 20 years of being in the band, do you still like those guys? <laughs> uh, yes. Let's actually, get, let's get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I, I think about how amazing that is often, but we all, stu- we all uh, do still very much love each other. And I don't think we'd still be doing it with each other if we didn't. And I can imagine being in that kind of situation, really. Yeah. How important is like being in a, being in a band for that long you got to like each other like it's just too hard of a yeah. life to not like each other right and it, you know it's a lot it's it's six distinct personalities and it's it's like any kind of family situation mm-hmm. uh there's gonna there's gonna be disagreements and uh you kind of have to learn people's boundaries and what kind of space they need and all that stuff that you need in any relationship really but deep down underneath it all is uh i feel like that there's a love and respect there that's that hasn't changed in in like you said 20 years yeah any um any years where you thought like oh this thing's gonna break up Uh, oh yeah i quit the band once in uh 2015 i think it was so seven years ago um it just just burnt out super burnt out on chewing too much i'm sure you've probably been there yeah you know yeah you just and uh Thankfully, everybody, you know, we took a little break and then we all kind of reconvened and, and, and patched that up. But, but other than that, I don't really think so. I think like we learned, we learned kind of then, or at least I learned how to manage that balance a little bit better between touring and home and, you know, all of that. And to, to, let's talk about 2015. What was going on through your head? Like, what, what, what are you, uh, t- let's talk about that. What made you burnt out from the road? Sure. Well, it was a lot going on for me then. I was going through a divorce and oh, the band was touring like, um, I mean, we were on the road half, I don't remember how many shows we did those years, but a lot, you know, like 
more than more than I was really comfortable with anyway, but it, it was what we did. And we'd done it for a long time. And so all of that kind of collided for me at the at the same time when uh musically I was burnt out with the band and uh you know mentally I was already burnt out at home and then and then just just on the road nonstop. So it kind of came to a head and I learned a lot, like I said, about that balance, but also about how to deal with that kind of stuff when that comes up. And um, my tendency, which these guys know about me, is to just kind of explode yeah. instead of, hey, guys, how about we how about we take a little break? I mean, I'm let's like pull that, back too. A little bit yeah. See if we like each other. It says, like, no, I'm quitting everything. You know, yeah. everyone's fired. <laughs> yeah. Are you? So, uh, but it, it, we yeah, honestly, after that, a break you came back and it was it's been more fun since then than it ever was before so what wh- how long did it take how long was the break about a year and a half and then who's the one who uh, called you that said hey we should get this back together or did you call them what was that like i did yeah i came crawling back <laughs> and, yeah. uh yeah i made another record on my own and had a great time with that and i really miss like all those things i took for granted you know with the playing music with those guys it's yeah. like I mean, you played with the same crew of dudes for a while. Yeah, I 15 imagine. years, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you know how it is. Like, you play with those guys, and it's great to play music with other people. I feel like it's really important to do that sometimes. But right. there's that connection that you have that just cannot be replicated, I don't think. And at least I couldn't. Uh, it was a, it was something a connection that I really missed, like being able to be in a room making a record with those guys or being on stage with them. Uh, it ended up being a pretty big hole in my creative life and just my personal life, too. Yeah, and we realize we forget what makes us happy, you know? When we when we're in our head, in yeah, our, in our emotions, right. we're like, fuck it all, right. I'm blowing this whole fucking thing up. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, what did yeah. I blow up? <laughs> That's the thing. That was the yeah, only thing that I made. Good. Yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> so tell me about like how you're like, you know, we're all we all got this ego inside of us. Like how hard was it sure. to like crawl back to the band after like making this huge big blow up? Yeah, I mean, they took it pretty easy on me. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I think everybody. It turned out, you know, I, I don't think everybody felt the same, but uh, I'd say a lot of us ended up kind of treasuring that break and yeah. getting getting some space, and we got some more time at home with families and all of that stuff. And even though it maybe was not the way that they would have chosen it, I think it was healthy for us to do. Um, and so when I when I you know when I was like, hey, what do you guys think about? trying to make a record or something i didn't want to go back on the road i wanted to make an album and see if, see if we still loved it you know yeah uh so we could kind of start privately a little bit and um everybody was into it right away i don't know the conversations that went on between them the side text in that time, Fuck this in that guy. time but to me <laughs> to me it was like yeah we're still here you know and I, i'm eternally thankful to those guys for their understanding you know um, but that's that's part of being in a relationship too yeah and I'm realizing that having my own one, and um, what yeah. what was the what was the what was that what was the studio like or the songwriting process like in those first couple weeks getting back into it like you walking into the room with each other what was that like did it yeah. take a second it was no it really didn't and I was uh, pleasantly not surprised but uh, happy about that I, we actually I had a few songs written. And we were we went up to uh, our banjo player Dave. His family has like, like a cabin in northern Minnesota mm-hmm. um, on a lake, and so we all went out there just to hang out. We hadn't really hung out the whole time either, 
And so just to hang out for a few days and play a few of the new songs through. Um, and during that time, actually, while we were, it was great. It was like, this, it was kind of like a, a team building you know, yeah. like, uh, retreat. And, and it was really fun to hang out. We had a blast and it was just us. And um, there, the, I think the second day we were there, Tom Petty passed away. And, uh, you know, we were all kind of following that. He's, I mean, he's one of my songwriting heroes, yeah. rock and roll heroes, all these things. And, and it was it was a little bit emotional because all of us had really grown up listening to that music. Right. And we started playing around with some of his songs. And it's, those are just the things I remember from that that weekend but when we came out of there we were we decided uh we wanted to do it and we booked the book studio and made our record uh life is good on the open road came out in 2018 what, what was the song that got everyone together on that record you think uh, i think it's the title track life is good on the open road i was talking to the guys about it and and uh you know this i feel, felt like it was maybe a little ironic because i had just gotten so sick of touring yeah. Uh, the, but I, the kind of impetus of a lot of that album was was to try me trying to think about that lifestyle um, in a positive light and uh, realize all of the good things that come from it for me, like the you know all the fun stuff we get to do because we don't have to have normal jobs. You know yeah. what I mean? And and all the traveling, which I love, and um, and just being out there playing music for a living it's kind of like winning the lottery you know right and to try to remember that and not be such a spoiled little brat and, yeah. <laughs> and i feel it, and want everything to be want everything to go my way all the time yeah so it was it was a lot of like self um so like reflection and and trying to, to to celebrate what we're doing uh and the lifestyle which we live that that so many people wish they had the opportunity to do etc you know why is it so easy for us to think about the one or two bad things in something yeah. versus all the ninety eight percent of good things that we, <laughs> we fucking. I know, man. It, have yeah, you been like that since you were a kid? Dumb, you know, have you been like that your yeah. whole life? Think about bad shit before the good shit. Yeah, I think so, but I, I think I'm generally pretty good at at uh, rolling with it, and, yeah. and you know, I don't need to be pleased all the time or anything like that. No, but um, when it comes to music it's i feel like it's always been in a different category for me you know like creation songwriting music that i feel like i've always had unrealistic maybe expectations about and um and and you know i just want a lot of freedom with it and that's great and i think all of us should have that you know and right. we do i mean we don't we are our own record label we tour where we want when we want we put records out whenever we want and i, I mean as, as far as being in a band i probably have as much freedom as possible mm -hmm. and so um you know, any, I don't know. I don't know why though, to answer your question, I have no idea why that stuff sticks out so much. Cause so if, you know, but it, sometimes it just takes a little bit of chaos to, to remind you that, and, you know, to, to appreciate what you got. How important is freedom to you? Oh, it's paramount to me, man, especially, uh, um, in, in creating, you know, music, art, whatever. I feel like that's the, the main ingredient. And yeah. I feel like, I, uh, you know, it's it's maybe more of like even a. <clears throat> I need limitations too. I will say that like I work the best with some creative limitations, but uh, ironically, maybe I like I will fight them to the death. But you know, I like when I'm writing. I want to make an album. <clears throat> I if I when, when I finally get that the recording studio on the on the calendar, that's when I really start to work really yeah. well. And so for me, I need something, you know, an, an un 
unobstructed landscape is is it's a hard place for me to create, even though in my mind I it's like my favorite place to be. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it's so funny. Like we need this like this idea of freedom, but we also need like a we need to like a, a car <laughs> that we drive yeah. <laughs> to the freedom, you know? Yeah, you got you got that right. What's Some the, kind of walls in there? What's your process like when you make records with the band? Is it do you guys go in there having the songs written already, or do you like going in there kind of with half ideas? Uh, I usually come with meet the guys there with uh, most of it written. Cool, but uh, you know, chord basic chord structure, melody, lyrics, and then we all kind of arrange it together. Cool. Um, and uh, the last, there's been a couple records where I've written some in the studio, but uh, generally try to get most of it done before I get there. I do like to write there, but I don't like to count on it. Yeah. Uh, but this last record, uh, you know, Jeff Tweedy produced our new record. And so that, that process varied a little bit in which, in that I had most of the songs, but I thought we're done. But when we got there, Jeff really helped us kind of dissect all of them. Yeah. and uh, rearrange a lot of stuff and move parts around and change chords and change lyrics. And and uh, that was kind of the first experience I've had doing it that way, which I really love. Yeah, I mean, Tweety is my guy. I, I fuck with yeah. Tweety heavy. <laughs> and how he, you know, from one, how the song is when he writes it to how it ends up being, it's like, yeah. it's got to like take your brain into a whole mind fuck because like you think the song's gonna sound one way then Tweety's like actually we're gonna change this up and do this what what was the process like with Tweety give me give me some insight yeah, it, it was actually you kind of nailed it a lot of it was like that it was like you know here we got this song that we've there were a couple songs on, on this batch that we've actually rehearsed and played live a couple of times uh-huh. so we started there and we're like this thing's you know we're pretty much happy with where this is at uh and uh it was a lot of that like actually you know I'm hearing this um, and, you know, he's got a good point of view as a listener. It's like, um, instead of the second half of a verse following the same chord progression, let's just turn it backwards and see how that sounds. And so a lot of like trying little bits of stuff like that, um, that I think made each song to me anyway, so much more interesting than when I had him at the start. Uh, yeah. it was really cool to see that process, like his process like that. Cause I know, I feel like, and I talked to him about it, but he does that with his own stuff too. I really inspired me to take longer looks, <clears throat> excuse me, at the arrangement that I do on my own. You know what I mean? Because I, it's, it's like he, he's like the song is way out here. You know, you kind of you got this little box of it, but we could go all of these different places that and check it out. And we got the time, so let's check it out. You know, how many? Weeks? I like that. I really like that method. Yeah. How many weeks were you in there with him? Just one. I think we actually we tracked for. Five days is it? I think it was. All, we did it. We did it all all live though. Yeah. Uh, we sat, you know, like sat in a circle. I sang everything live. Uh, we overdubbed a couple harmony vocals and and a couple string parts. And other than that, it was just like just pretty straight up. Did you do you so normally do it like that? Where we went. Do you normally do that? Like the... most most of the time. Yeah. yeah. We have done it other ways and different records. We've tried all all sorts of different methods, but. This keeps coming back to be our favorite, just sitting next to each other and playing and trying to let the, uh, you know, like the um, the arrangement for this record. I feel like that's what makes it feel different for me than um, say our last album where we did a similar method of recording. We sat and did most of it live, but this one we had Jeff in there um, making the songs a bit more more musically interesting, you know. 
That's so crazy that it was that quick. And he's like, all right, we're, di- we're yeah. dissecting this song, but we have two hours that I said, like you guys are probably blowing through songs. It, it didn't feel rushed either. It just felt like, I mean, we actually had seven days booked there and we got done and I got home early, got done at five and they started, started mixing when I took off, you know? So it was, uh, it just, it felt right. It felt really casual and easy. Um, we didn't, you know, we didn't feel like, we had left anything on the table. We kind of went through all the songs and um, it works. It's one of those times where recording live really worked and the parts that people came up with sounded really cool and they got them, you know, and there wasn't a lot of, a lot of takes on any song or anything like that. So it, it made things go really fast. Yeah, I didn't have to do vocals for two days or whatever, you know, I was just, just played the songs like we were sitting in the living room. So dope, dude. So g- g- give me some inside scoop on Tweety. Like, uh, he's got any ticks? Got any weird ticks that uh, like that you saw? Or like, the guy's a genius, uh, man. No, I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. I was looking for him. I, I <laughs> we all find are. Anything. Yeah, yeah he's. He, I he, the dude. Uh, I mean, I've I've loved his work for a really long time, and he's been one of my songwriting. You know, people I really look up to in songwriting since I was a teenager. Really, right, and. Uh, and I got to kind of see firsthand that guy's work ethic and and how he goes about his day. And I mean, he's in when he's home off the road, he's like a nine to five in the studio every day. And if he's producing somebody or if he's writing or he's just but he's he keeps that that day. He, he's like he goes to the office every day and work, right. you know, but he's going to the loft and, and writing music or helping other people write music or whatever. Um, but he's always making music. and. To, and I'm not like that yeah. generally. Yeah. And to me, it was it was really it was like I want to do that more. You know, yeah. I want to I want to go to the clubhouse and 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 write every day. And it's uh, it was so cool to see that work and to see um, his life's work kind of uh, make that happen for him. And and also the dude's got like the coolest guitar collection I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's really yes. fun too. What do you think stopping you from doing that every day? That's uh, just my own brain. I think I've, I have, you know, right now, for instance, it's, it's fall, right? And I, I go like bird hunting and trout fishing, and I have other stuff like that I really love to do, which is important for myself, and yeah. that's great. I, I wouldn't give that stuff up. Yeah. Um, you know, my kids are still pretty young. Kids are like out of the house. It's a different time of life. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's okay. It's just, I, it, I just for me, I where I can do the kind of thing realistically is fit it in where I can and not skip it you know right. that's where sometimes i get guilty of it's like oh shit it's been a week since i've sat down with the guitar you know yeah. time flies and, uh, i felt like for, for writing the more i do it the better i am at it and that sounds dumb to say or simple but if you know if i don't write for a while it feels like it's really hard to start back up again well it's like it's muscle memory you know we yeah, gotta yeah. we gotta like you Absolutely. know it's like it's like ba- any basketball I'm, I'm into basketball watching these guys shoot bas- i'll watch i'll watch a dude shoot three throws for three hours just like yeah <laughs> I'm, it's just focus right. and it's like just it is fine-tuning and cutting and cutting and cutting and sh- sharpening your tools like what do you like yep. better um like figuring out a live show or figuring out a record a record yeah for me yeah i love i love playing live man but I, sometimes i don't and uh yeah sometimes that. it's uh i don't think the stage is I mean, I, I love, I have a real love hate relationship with all of that. Right. I, I, I like when, when we're going, I love it. Um, 
I don't, the stage has never been like a, my natural environment. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that if, if the music business or our music business were maybe in a different place and I had the choice, I would probably spend much more time in the studio than on stage. Yeah. But um, we make a, we make a living tour. And, and so that's, you know, that's the way it is. And that's great. Yeah. But I, I really love the studio. Do you ever get envious of bands who just do album circuits touring and not just tour all year long? <laughs> Yeah, sure, I do. Yeah. yeah, I do get envious of that, and and that's okay. it's all right, you know. Oh my it's God. one of those things where what we were talking about, you know, like I just the fact that I that I can do this at all for uh, you know for a living, and that it's incredible. And then when you get to a certain level, you're like, but I'd also rather you know that looks good. Yeah, <laughs> that looks yeah. Better too. Yeah, but, we yeah, al- you know. we always want what we don't have in the moment. Yes. Yeah. It's fucked up. This is what this is the only thing about being human I don't like is having that thought in my head. Yeah, <laughs> everything else is cool. That's, you yeah. know, they, yeah. yeah. If we could just get rid of that one, man, we'd all yeah. be happier. Where'd you grow up? What's your story? Tell me, you as a kid. I grew up. I grew up here in Minnesota, like uh, a smaller town in southern Minnesota called Mankato, uh, and kind of a, like a musical family. My mother's family is. I grew up. I remember a lot of piano playing. Uh, singing. I mean, they were singing harmony together, my mom and her sisters, my grandma and stuff like that. Um, so I had a lot of that around the house when I was a kid. And then I uh, got out of high school and attempted to go to college in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, up on Lake Superior, uh, which lasted about a year and yeah. then dropped out and started playing mm-hmm. in bands. And uh, that's all I ever wanted to do since, since really I can remember. You got a lot of hard rock vibes in your older tunes <laughs> for some weird <laughs> yeah, reason. I don't yeah, know. Were you into punk kinda, music or something? Absolutely. That's where I came from as a teenager. Uh, I mean, none of us in our band played acoustic music before our band. And we were all in rock bands and stuff, you know. Uh, Ryan, our fiddle player, was the drummer in a metal band. Sick. And Eric, our mandolin player, played in a Black Sabbath cover band in college. And, uh, you know, I, I love, like, like 90 i was i was in high school in mid 90s man so that was like you know oh like no effects and yeah that, uh, like, all like that that stuff was what i i, I kind of came from in a guitar world and so this you know when we started playing it was all it was just a side project we were like let's you know nobody in, in town in the town we were in was doing anything with banjos or anything like that none of so us really crazy. knew how to do it so we just kind of learned a few old songs and just just to play, we thought we'd do it once a month or something. It's a way to learn new music and just expand a little bit, something kind of fun. Uh, and so it was, it was an interesting. I think we came at it from maybe a little bit of a different perspective than uh, maybe a lot of other string bands start, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm the same way. I was listening to heavy, heavy metal, punk rock, just bands who yeah. had crazy crowd experiences, you know, at shows. So, like, I rolled into this jam scene with this, like, I'm here to kill everyone, you know, just like, get out there and fucking go. And, uh, and then, you know, yeah. it just like, what, what, what was the way that you made this, what your music is now, like a full-time thing? Like, what happened? Yeah. Like, if you wanted to be in well, punk really bands and heavy bands and all of a sudden, bam, you're, <laughs> this is what you're doing for your life. All of our- all of our other bands just broke up, man. And yeah. It was kind of this, this is kind of this timing, you know. It was like my band at the time had its last show. Uh, Eric's band, same thing, and uh, we played maybe two or three shows with this band, 
uh-huh. um, Timmy, our bass, our bass player was playing in another band um, at the time that was like, you know, they were playing still, but not as much as they had been before. And so we were all kind of, and this band was in, in Duluth, our little, our little town was doing, you know, we were bringing in more people already than any of our other bands were anyway. Right. And people were enjoying it because I think it was a really unique thing in that time in town. Uh, so we were kind of like, well, we could all start new projects on our own or else we could, you know, my thinking was like, why don't we take the music we would write for other bands and just write it with this band now, you know, instead of trying to be like a bluegrass band, like you're yeah. kind of half-ass doing this stuff. Yeah. We could maybe say, you know, like I got some songs that... um I was thinking about with electric guitar and drums or whatever, but let's just put them into this instrumentation and see how it works. And uh, we've just kind of been doing that ever since, you know? Was it hard to trick your brain to, with the original ideas of these songs being heavier into like when you're first approaching them with this new band? <laughs> was it just like a uh, mind fuck? Like, oh fuck, now Banjo's playing this fucking ripping line. Yeah. You know, like, what, what was yeah. that like? Was it easy and came natural? I, it felt natural, yeah, it really did. And so cool. The more I kind of thought about it, because I had just started listening to like old traditional music and string band music and stuff, and I found a lot of really heavy stuff back there, man. Like the original guys were these are like rough dudes, you know. Yeah. Uh, came from a, some really rural areas, and and the music was very, uh, to me anyway, it was very, you know, it's basic kind of basic, like in its chord structure. Yeah. And in its songwriting, it's very, it's uh, simple, but really poetic and honest. And uh, there's a lot of like heartbreak and anger and, and uh, really also like shredding ins- instrumentation. All that stuff was there. I yeah. found it. And it's like, I can, that part, I can, I can relate to that stuff. That's, that's cool. And it's a much, you know, I found like a much less polished version of it. than I feel like a lot of the stuff maybe today leans a little bit more towards, which I'm, I'm a little bit more attracted to like, uh, you know, less polished in music in general, I yeah. feel like. I don't know why. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like, uh, it just shows the underbelly of who you are, you know? All that, all that, yeah. th- that fucking lo-fi punk you were listening to, the fucking lag wagons. <laughs> oh, did, did you ever do the yeah. Warp Tour? You ever go to the Warp Tour? Uh, no, and I think, I remember it came, I think it came through Minnesota, probably yeah. Minneapolis when I was a, like, I was probably just too young to go. Yeah. You know, that, that was a couple hour drive away from where I lived, and I don't think uh, I was, if I would have been a couple years older, I'm sure I would have been there. You know, there's so many parallels to metal music and bluegrass music. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it is pretty wild. <laughs> you do a study on that. Yeah, it's I like, know. I mean, the lyrics are kind of dark and, you know, heavy <laughs> and the fucking, the progressions are heavy. <laughs> I mean, it's, I feel it's, like, I feel like the fans of both really get off on like a, a crazy guitar solo. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's like, uh, you know, I watched like Billy Strings yeah. play a guitar solo, and it's like, I mean, if that was a, you know, if that was a fine view with sustain on it, it would be a metal. Exactly, solo. it's like the same thing. You know, <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah. Do you ever? Did you ever make any records? What was the hardest record you guys made? Not like metal wise, but like just the hardest yeah, where you yeah, felt but... like phil- philosophically it wasn't who you are. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like I can think of. Maybe too. Uh, our our record Palomino, which uh, ironically came out and it has like our, our probably our most well known song on it. Uh, but that record, it, it felt like it was pulling teeth when we started making it. We started we tried different studios and nothing was working. 
Uh, we recut songs like at different places, which we've never really done outside of that. Yeah. Um, it ended up being, an ex- but we finally landed at our friend Eric's studio uh, after all these other things. It ended up being fine, and, and and we were happy with it. But it was a process, like a real pain in the ass, to to record that record in the beginning. Uh, and then the other one I could think of is Wild Animals, which was a few couple of records ago. Yeah, that's a good record. Um, thank you. Yeah, we went with like a, we, we're trying a lot of different like sonic exploration with our producer Alan Sparhawk from the band Low, yeah. and then his engineer BJ Burton, which is like Bon Iver, yeah. some Kanye stuff. It's like really outside of our traditional world. Yeah. Which was that part was really fun. All of that was great. And I enjoyed that. But the part that made it hard was like this death flu went to the studio there was i don't think there was oh. a single day where everybody could make it to work oh that h1n1 that that swine flu thing dude we had it, that it shit was, too yeah. dude it was like that and it, maybe it was that because it was like the worst vomiting like, yeah. fever somebody was in bed all day and then when they could make i i think i somehow skipped it i didn't get it but when the other guys they come in man it was like they looked like hell do you, you know? listen back and to so those that, songs and like, oh fuck, yeah, like, <laughs> everyone's everybody really is sick. so sick. <laughs> and uh, I had a great time making the record, but it was dark in there, you know. Yeah. So there's there's that part that I'll always remember as kids. Now it's kind of a funny story for us to think about. Like, well, man, that was intense, but yeah. That, so those two were pretty hard to do in that way. With you being the own boss, how hard is it to make decisions about? finishing a record yeah because you guys run the label you don't have really outside sources right, right? so with, yeah. there's one way of thinking like it's freedom but like what if you're like in a pickle where like you re-record the songs three fucking times like you did on that last yeah. record like you there. start yeah you start right. judging who you are and you gotta like how do you get out of that that circle with your head yeah yeah uh, that is that is a trap for sure and i think for me though um at that point, it, I think the only thing you could do is is give it to somebody you trust and right. get a, get a second opinion. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I've been I've made the mistake of not doing that before and really regretted it. And so I think that when you get stuck, like for me, you know, I've, I've done some like solo EPs and stuff where I've like recorded and mixed and I've done everything, and it's like a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> Finally, I'm just like, I need you to tell me if this is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't tell anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think that's that's my that's the ace in the hole. It's like we all got we all have somebody, you know, if you're in music, you probably there's a bass player somewhere or your good buddy or somebody who um if they if they will tell you, you know, if honestly if they if they like what you're if doing this shit's or not, whack that's or not. kind of the person you need. <laughs> yeah, like who's you your know, guy? You, you don't have to listen to them. Yeah. Um who's well, your guy? I've got a couple. That my my main resource right now is my partner chloe and i because i know she'll be honest with me yeah uh but my i have a good friend his name is eric koskinen who's a musician up here and he's actually then recorded most of uh palomino um and we've i've worked with him for forever different yeah. bands uh recording playing music together and, and he he will never pull a punch so that's the guy that i go to as well What's the difference you see in your band, um, in your band's genes when you first weren't married and just living on the road versus now that y'all are married? <laughs> yeah. and what do you see yeah, that are man. different, the difference in how you guys are running your business? 
Well, we go to bed earlier. So <laughs> that generally, not all the time. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> not less less likely to wake up on some stranger's floor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, at, looking back at that, it's fun to think about those times, though, man. Like that's that's uh, you know, that was a really adventurous time in my life. Anyway, probably yours too. I yeah. Imagine, you know, you, yeah. If you get if you're lucky enough to start your touring journey when you have nothing else to pay for, really, right. Um, it can be, it's just, just traveling around playing music and it was just a gas, you know, losing money, man. Yeah. Uh, so much fun. Um, I wouldn't do it again now, <laughs> but I'm so happy, so happy that I did it. You know, those are still some of my favorite times of my life. Yeah. Um, and they just happened at the right time, you know, what was but, the worst situation yeah, you ever I mean, been we're, in? We're, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you know, we, we didn't really have too many terrible I mean, we definitely like if anybody else been stuck on the side of the road when it's in a blizzard yeah. and all that, like logistically shitty yeah. things that happen if you travel long enough. We've all played shows with food poisoning. Um, yeah. You know, we've all had our, we had our, we had our gear stolen, all that stuff is oh, gone. Yeah. On. And that's just like part, part of the, the road. catalog. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, everybody's had, everybody kind of works through their, Here's the, I mean, here's the thing. When you're in your early 20s and you go on tour of the van, you have to have some kind of self-control or else you're yeah. just going to die. You know, right. I mean, everything is there. Everything is free. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this is like in real small, you know, this is we're playing like shitty little bars. And not, it's not fancy life. It's no. just like everybody wants to party all the time. though. Right. And uh, we've all known people that haven't made it back from that, you know? Yeah. And so I think that to be where we are, now it's a lot that's a lot more conscious you know we're a lot healthier people mm-hmm. we uh we are much more organized you know we have we got to a point where we we're smart enough to you know hire other people to run the parts of this that we're not good at like business and booking and all those things and so uh it's a whole different uh so you know it feels like a little bit more of a machine now but it runs a lot smoother than it did back in the day too Hold on, you used to book and manage yourself too? I did, yeah. I I, I booked the band to start. Dang! I, I, was, uh, I was just talking about this to somebody else a couple of days ago where our first West Coast tour, it was me. I mean, this was 2005, so there's yeah. no barely any internet. You know, it's not like you could like find a venue's website and find their contact. I was, I was just calling bars. Uh, you got your bands there? You know, like bands. Cold calling. Uh, we we ended up in some really shitty spots you know, because of me. So, <laughs> so I would we, recommend me as a booking agent. Oh my <laughs> god, was, that's amazing! Yeah, but it was it was a great learning experience. But I hated doing that stuff, you know. Yeah, I think the hardest. Um, I did that too. I booked my band for the first uh, seven years too. So it was seven years. Yeah, you must have been better at it than me. Man. I got fired I, real fast. I grew up in LA, I, where like I was working at punk labels. I, I worked at um, oh, yeah. Drive Through Records. I worked for Warp Tour, ah, cool. and it just it taught me a couple things about um, you know bullshitting. You know, like I, <laughs> growing up in LA, I learned how to bullshit, but like that, you know, being in the music industry back then where people were getting million dollar handy. contracts, it definitely comes in, in, uh, it comes handy for sure. Um, that's crazy. So do, are, do you have a control problem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it sounds like it, right? I think it's, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I'll say yes. I have a, um, I think if you ask any of the guys in the band, 
that that I don't know if they'd say problem, but they'd definitely say uh, uh, issue, you know. And that and that's it's something that I've worked on with them, yeah. and um, in other parts of my life as well. You know, I think all that comes all like control issues to me all come from like this illusion of being able to actually control anything, which right. you know I don't I don't really believe in anyway. So yeah. that's kind of a but as far as like my songs go or like my artistic life my career goes um i definitely like to be in charge of that and and i but there's plenty of parts plenty of aspects of of it that i have no vision in whatsoever and i'm happy to to delegate you know so it's been a learning a bit of a learning process for me um to 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 really realize that i'm not good at everything i do and i mean i know that anyway but to to work with people and be like, okay, here's your strength here. Here's my strength over here. And then, um, so I'm not going to try to do your strength. Okay. Like yeah. that's you, you do that. Um, and so I, yeah, I think I was probably much, much worse at it when I was younger. How long did it take you to learn that trait? I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'll clap to that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. It's, uh, I'm okay. I'm, I've, I've, I've settled into it though. I feel like I've, uh, I think the first step is acceptance, you know, and, right. and uh, I, uh, I don't consider uh, it really a problem for me. It's just like something that I need to be conscious of to be like, Oh um, yeah, this is, you should, it's, you can't control this part of it. So let it go and let yeah. this other person handle that. And and uh, and there and then let it and just be able to let things pass. And that's 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 become a real good lesson to have. That's great, man. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm I'm always self micromanaging everyone, and it drives yep. everyone fucking crazy. I'm like, you know, I got to <laughs> figure out where else to put my energy because, like, no one likes yeah. you being behind them, watching them work. <laughs> you know, no, they really don't, man. No, and uh, especially someone who knows what they're doing way better than I do. I know. You know? you know you talk about control and stuff or i talk about asking you about control um do you ever get into substance abuse uh yeah i mean i've dabbled thankfully never to a very what i consider anyway a very dangerous yeah. degree um you know i one thing another thing i know about myself is i have a pretty addictive personality yeah same. um so i i was you know i I've definitely messed around when I was younger a lot more and it, but I ended up maybe lucky in a way, like I ended up getting some warnings for myself. Right. So I got very unhealthy. I had an ulcer. I had like, uh, got sick, pretty sick. And so I had to clean kind of clean up my act, um, a few years ago. And, and it's been, you know, that, that like maintaining my, uh, health now has become, uh pretty 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 like central focus to me and so i feel like i was a little bit lucky in that way but yeah a lot of people don't maybe get that that lucky. heads up or they don't listen to it you know were you on the road when you had an ulcer yeah and i didn't know it for about a year but you know, it was like a, a year of vomiting and, and uh, uh just feeling awful all the time what? finally figured out what was going on you know hold on hold on backtrack backtrack you're a vomiting so that means you were drinking and yeah. a lot, and you just oh, didn't yeah. know. You didn't know that you're yeah, just vomiting because of an ulcer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I was used to be a pretty unhealthy guy, man. And I think that, um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 amazing how uh, I've learned because I never really had anybody telling me to shape up, you know? Right. Um, so it's amazing how I, I've learned that feeling good feels really good. <laughs> like, and, and that that when I'm not feeling good, I can't really make anything. Yeah. You know, and I, it was a time then when I wasn't writing, I wasn't creating, when I was down and feeling like shit, I don't, I'm just, I mean, writing and create creativity seems to be the first thing to go. I feel like sometimes that like, you know, fucked up songwriter gets kind of romanticized or something. Right. Like somebody that's yeah. drinking a lot or, or, uh, you know, doing a lot of drugs or whatever yeah. and, and depressed and that, you know, it's a myth, man. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody's, nobody's productive in that, in that way. At least I don't think so. Yeah. Nobody I know has been, uh, you know, we've lost people to that. And, um, so it was, it was, it's uh, kind of a long journey through that stuff. And then, mm. you know, it's, it's great to, to figure it out and find out what works for you. It's pretty simple when I break it down, you know, like this makes me feel good. This makes me feel bad. Don't do yeah. Bad and when, you know, it's like, we don't know any better because, We've been on the road since we were fucking 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, so how do you know what absolutely. healthy feels like? <laughs> no, yeah, you never had a good night's sleep. Man. No, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I, I finally quit smoking cigarettes like a year, a little over a year ago. Congrats. Right? And uh, uh, thank you. Yeah. And now, I mean, I, I love to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I still do. Uh, I love them. Yeah. Uh, I, but what, I, what I'm saying is like, well, we are music is the only. The only industry I know of, in at least in the United States, where everybody still smokes. Yeah. So, you know, it's I think about like you go to the office, quit smoking, and you don't see it, right? Ever. And but you go with us, and you quit. It's like you get off the bus or you get you show up at a festival, and everybody's smoking all. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, what a weird world. Yeah. <laughs> like, Welcome, yeah, brother. So, so I don't ever judge, you know, about how if other people have a hard time who told you you that. had an ulcer? a lot of people have it uh well about the fifth doctor i went to yeah what no one knew what was wrong with you yeah i mean no and it was finally uh finally just had to go in there and take a look you know oh. um and so that's that's yeah it was it was really frustrating that's why it took so long for me to figure it out because i was trying uh by the time i finally went to the doctor i was like i I was really sick and um, I just couldn't figure nothing was making it better. But of course I wouldn't try like maybe just don't drink whiskey. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes at 7am when you wake up. But it was a, Yeah, exactly. So it was a good wake up call. I had to kind of like kick everything off the boat yeah. you know, for a while to get that fixed up. And then it gave me a little bit of a fresh start. Did you thought you were dying? You thought you had cancer or anything? Uh, no, I didn't think that. I guess it had, you know, that kind of stuff that crossed my mind, but I don't usually go there. No. Right away. That's good. No. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't know, but, um, I know now what it feels like. What about in, uh, um, 2015, were you drinking heavily when you're, when you broke up with the band? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Pretty heavily. Were you pretty sad Absolutely. then? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, that's the, like the first time I ever sought out mental health help yeah. in my life. Um, was that period of time? Yeah, yeah. So you know, 
my like personal life was kind of all torn to pieces and then yeah. um i just felt like nothing was working and uh it, yes it's and a lot of people go through it man yeah and we all we all you know i my manager uh christian i like to credit him with a lot like kind of keeping us together in a lot of ways but he's a real proponent of the like kind of the sage wisdom of we were in a really weird place like our lives are fucking weird right and they're like you're gonna need a little tune-up once in a while and it's totally like if you start feeling this stuff you know let me know we'll figure out someone to talk to and it's always been like very open um encouraging relationship like that and i mean a lot of our guys <clears throat> several of our members have have uh you know, gone into therapy here and there throughout our career, and it's it's uh it's it's sometimes it's just you need it, man. Yeah, it's like we gotta fight the stigma that like if we check our bodies, absolutely. If we check our bodies for fucking cancers and getting sick, why can't we check our brain? People are afraid more afraid to take therapy than they are yeah. to go to the doctor. <clears throat> I know, yeah, and I think that that's thankfully getting a lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some great like our, our booking agent, Josh Knight, was one of the people that created Shout the Shout out to Josh program. Knight. Yeah, our boy. Yeah. I fucking love Josh. He's is a it, good oh, dude. Oh, is he is he your agent too? Uh no, but I was with Paradigm. I'm with John Bonjourno. Uh, all right. Josh is the man. I, okay, yeah. He's my buddy. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful man. Uh and dear friend. And and they're what they started with Backline is this great resource. Yeah. You know, for for people on the road to get get help you know because i mean i i i mean i'm sick of hearing about you know, i'm sick of losing people yeah that, you know that are creating creating music and they're on tour and and they're just like just 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 get lost and 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 leave us you know so all of that's very important i think that that's like that's that's what can give you a long life but mm-hmm. also a long creative life, which is what we all want. You know, yeah. We all want to do this for the rest of our lives. You know? right. And um, just keeping that, keeping that, those lines of communication open, I feel like is really important. Your brain's a muscle. We forget our brain's a muscle. Yeah. 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 And we have a lot of the things that, that you know, we want to, like a lot of things that scientifically are, are proven to help people, like steady routines, mm-hmm. good night's sleeps, nutritious. We have food, none of that. All, we yeah we all you know in our line of work that's these things are just not always there right. and part of part of being successful at it is is learning how to get by without that stuff and you right. do that for long enough and you're gonna need some help you know yeah. and it's okay and that's you know you just gotta like it's it's hard to recognize it i think because it gets a little blurry in there sometimes how well did you know jeff austin uh i mean i played music with you know next deck up for a long time but um Personally, not that well. No. Uh, but definitely, you know, we were in the same scene for a lot of years. Right. So, you know, it'd be, it's like a hang at a festival. We yeah. run into each other and hang out. Yeah. Uh, somebody I was always very happy to see. Yeah. And uh, whose music I watched before I was playing music. You know, right. I saw the Yonder Mountain Swing Band like in 2000. The first time I saw them was like 2000, 2001, something yeah. like that, before Trample was around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's one of those one of those dudes, man. I was, was like, that's kind of a lot of my friendships are like that, like festival friends, you know. Like you right. show up and these bands that we that we've been on bills with for fifteen years or something. It's always great, you know. We hang out. It's great to see him. See you in a couple of weeks or see you next summer yeah. or whatever. That's one of those guys for sure. Does that make you more or less lonely 
when you're on the road? Uh, I don't think it makes me lonely. No, no? I. But that's my personality. Maybe is means geared a little bit geared for that. I think uh, I have you know my family at home and a couple of real close friends and the band, mm-hmm. and then a lot of friends kind of like that. And I love I love that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a it's a beautiful that's a beautiful friendship. It's always it's uh you know and then um I, it's something to look forward to for me. Like I love looking at lineups of festivals that we're playing in the summertime or something yeah, and finding friend, friends on there. Like, yes, we get to see those guys yeah. again, you know, I think that's a great part of our job. It's beautiful. You know, and it's, yeah. and it's also, you know, what fights the stigmas about this, the whole um, mental health thing is stories like you talking openly about how you're, you broke up with your band and came back yeah. and, you know, and you know, what did, what are the things you learned from your divorce that you've taken with your new relationship? Yeah. I mean, oh man, so much, you know, I think that, uh, um, well, I think, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's kind of a tough question to think about, like in a short form. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that uh, the space in between the two um, was pretty transformational for me. And I feel like I, you know, through that experience um, and then through the band going off the road at the same time, right? Um, I figured a lot out a lot about. Hold on a I got a landline here. This year. All right, dude. You got a landline still? Hell yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, I'll say I think I figured out just uh, a little bit more about what I enjoy in my life and what where where I'm willing to uh, compromise and where I'm what 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 I really want, you know, um, and taking that kind of more firm knowledge into a new relationship, I feel like it's mm-hmm. been a, like a much more responsible place to start a relationship. That makes sense. Fuck, I'm going to clap to that. Let's go. Maturing, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Our guy. Yeah. Our guy's maturing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks for being on yeah, the show, man. Time. I really appreciate you being honest Andy, with me. And... Thank, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the questions that go to those places. Some people don't. Yeah. You know, it's not know, for everybody. But yeah. I, and I, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. I appreciate it, man. And uh, well, I have a feeling we'll be seeing each other more. And um, let's just stay yeah, in touch. And I'll, I'll get your email and I'll give you my number. Let's just, let's be friends, man. I know you uh, have a lot going on, but, you know, I'm here to talk whenever you want to. So. Gotcha, bro. I love it, man. Good to, good to meet you. Good to talk to you. Yeah, so you excited for the new record? It's going to be tight. And um, Tweety. Coming soon. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah we got a new record. Let's go. Uh, you guys on a fall tour or what? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we started at the beginning of November out on the East Coast. Well, perfect. I'll put this out right in November then so we can get some pro in there. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. All right, bud. We'll have a great day. Right. Thanks for being on the show. You tuned in to the World's Heavy Podcast with Andy Fresco. Thank you for listening to this episode. Produced by Andy Fresco, Joe Angelo, and Chris Lawrence. We need you to help us save the world and spread the word. Please subscribe, rate the show, give us those crazy stars. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're picking this shit up. Follow us on Instagram at World's Heavy Podcast for more info and updates. Fresco's blogs and tour dates you find at andyfresco.com. 
and check our socials to see what's up next. Might be a video dance party, a showcase concert, that crazy shit show, or whatever springs to Andy's wicked brain. And after a year of keeping clean and playing safe, the band is back on tour. We thank our brand new talent booker, Mara Davis. We thank this week's guest, our co-host, and all the fringy frenzies that help make this show great. Thank you all. And thank you for listening. Be your best, be safe, and we will be back next week. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast as far as we know. Any similarity to actual knowledge, facts, or facts is purely coincidental.